Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. Richard Hobbs here, and on the show this week we have Alex Moore. Hello. Stuart Hall. <laughs> you, you Stuart Hall. You, I thought you were going to say David Evans here then for a minute. David Evans here. <laughs> Everybody wants to say that. Yeah. It, it, I've been waiting two years for this game. <laughs> two years. So we've got Stu. Yeah, I am. And we've got Hoops. Hello. On the show this week, we will talk about the three new signings we have. Um, we'll cover a little bit of news that's happened in the last week down at Molyneux, the away loss to Huddersfield, and cover Zenga's first month in charge of the club. Best place to start is the transfers. So today, we'll secure the signing of Roman Sais. Sais. It's not going to work. I said this it's last not, week. I know. Still, people I even listened to a show last week to make sure I picked it up right in the car on the way to a conference and still managed to mess it up. And one of those audio tapes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you, you listen to in your sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm going to remember it. Yeah. Headphones on. Yeah, so he signed from Angus today. He's a Moroccan international. I know we covered him briefly on the show last week. Everyone uh, think he's a good signing then? He seems to have got a lot of pedigree. I think Barcelona were tentatively linked to him. Yeah, after we, after we were saying last week that we had no idea who he was. He seems to be the best player to have come yeah. out of front. <laughs> no, you look at the obligatory YouTube video and you look at the... But you actually read stuff that you need to Google Translate so you don't know what you're going to get. But it seems overly positive from what they're not mm. saying. So it's another good one, hopefully. Yeah, let's let's hope so. And again, another finding by um, one Ludo Pole, would we say? Yeah. Who's doing a bit of scouting out there for us? I wonder if he's got his headband on while he's doing it. <laughs> just, just, I do like it how Ludo Palais, centre-half slash defensive mid, has picked us up a nice little defensive mid slash centre-half. Well, if he's halfway near as good as Palais was. I would be more than happy. Mm. More than happy. Um, after the show last week, as what always happens with the fan cast, by the way, we are recording on Tuesday, the day before the transfer window ends. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of this way, will man. be dated, given sort <laughs> yeah. of the current trajectory at Wolves. Um... We signed Paul Gladden from Heracles El Mello. Undisclosed fee. Big target man by the looks of him. I've not really heard too much about him. Of course, I think everyone's seen sort of he missed two penalties in one minute. <laughs> um, how, did that, how did that happen? Did he miss it? Did you watch it? No, did he miss he, it? He, then he, that's the re- something happened and they retake it again. No, he, he, actually he, he, missed, he missed the first one. Yeah. Then he went out for a corner. And then he won a second penalty and missed that as well. Yeah, Christ. You've got to be asking why he took it. But you, fair play to him for standing up for it straight away, though. Yeah. And saying, yeah, I messed up the first one, I'm going to put it right and then still mess it up again. If there's a third, he was definitely not on Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's definitely not near you. Stay over there. Uh, track record, uh, um, Heracles, he got 6 in 26. Yeah, but it's it was the starts thing, wasn't it, as well? Mm. They only started 
Was it? He came off the bench he, eighteen times. Yeah. In that, so, I mean, look at Bob Varson's record. You can't. It's, it's all statsy. You can make yeah. it, make whatever you want. I mean, he got he got uh, thirteen and forty eight for um, Sparta Rotterdam, which is a fairly respectable uh, goals to returns ratio. He seems like he's a big, strong target man, almost in a Chris Iwalumo kind of mould. Is his aim really to be there to be sort of a goal funnel for the team, or is it to very much well, be he, the supply line? He just he looks he's built. He looks like Bob Varson again. Yeah. So I mean. You can see it against that shambolic EFL Cup performance we're playing without him that we can't play without him. Yeah. So we needed someone else. If if anything happens to him or he needs a rest, mm. then we can't just put we can't put Costa up there. So some bringing someone like that it makes sense rather than spending fifteen million on Kodja like Villa have today, which is just ridiculous money after a year in the Championship. Then we've got this guy for what one and a half something like that something so, like that yeah. And that makes more sense if it, if it comes off, so no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, I think it's the build of the guy, isn't it? Like you mentioned, the fact that for the championship, you would imagine he's going to be suited. As you say, you look at the stats, and there's players we've signed over the years, and the stats on paper haven't looked great, mm-hmm. but this guy, he looks the target man. I think some of the footage which the club released, or his um, Hercules released, was like a header in a playoff game, which kind of gives you an idea that he's good in the air, he's physical. So, yeah, I think... You know, we don't know how the season's going to go with Bob Varsden, but if it's a like-for-like type of player, then you'd like him to look good with one of that. And it could still be that we're still after a out-and-out striker, goal scorer, mm. in effect, and they'll provide competition for him and one of well, I mean, even after signing Gladden, we've been linked to Nicholas Bentner. For the Championship, uh, that could be brilliant. He, I mean, he's a legend, legend in his own mind, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but... And that's in the Premier League and in Europe. But he's still scored in the Premier League and he's still scored in the Champions League. Playing in the Championship, he never really had pace. It could be a complete shambles and disaster. But on the other point, it could be brilliant. You don't know with him? I don't know. No, I know you, you hate yeah, him, don't you? Stay away from bed now. I just don't think it's a sensible thing. I think he's, um, it's just his attitude. You want somebody who's focused and then obviously he's a bit heads gone sort of thing, so... He's, he's a character. Oh, was it in the was it one of the Euros where he had his pants? And he got sponsored. Yeah, yeah. Power. yeah. yeah. and there's, there's, there's numerous runnings he's had with Wenger and, and so forth. But he's a, he's a good player. But we've been linked with Bentner. We'll probably as we go on talk about other names. Martin's a name that's come up again. Yeah. Um, I, I know I didn't watch the game against Burton, but people were criticising him for that performance. But ultimately, in this at this level, he's been a, a good player. Certainly, always look good against us. Um, so, yeah, but against Burnley, he looked fat. Yeah, he wanted to sell away. He saying. looked fat. Yeah, he looked like Mixu Patalona now. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't. He, he didn't. I mean, I'm, his heads are obviously not there. Yeah, he, he don't. He didn't look interested. His movements never been the best anyway. But he just looked no, nowhere near championship level mm. fitness at all. So, I mean. Yeah. In the past, like you said, he has he's terrorised us and he's a bit of pain in the arse. And free kicks as well. I think he's always been decent around free kicks. I know he's yeah. got a few against us. but um, He just looked like he'd let himself go. Yeah. It, it just strikes me as a little bit odd that we've signed Bodvarsson, who I think isn't just a target man. He seems like he can do a couple of different roles going forward and actually he drops out to his channels quite a lot. He likes driving with the ball. We've signed Gladden, who seems a bit more of a conventional target man, but we've also now been linked with Bentner and Martin, who are both big, strong, six-foot mm. centre-forwards. And 
So where's your pace Ve- guy Vesey. then? Where's your small guy? But then um, I suppose there's Dicko in the wings. We've got Dicko, yeah. and that leaves sort of quite an abundance of forwards at that point. And is it something and that we've been without strikers for so long, we're now <laughs> trying to build up oh, a surplus yeah. for when yeah. they eventually all get injured? And Costa as well. And Costa, who, as well as yeah. Three. But there's no loans, is there? There's no loans this year, so yeah. you've got to stockpile. And look at the, I mean, we're going to have more than most clubs for a change. Yeah. So you can't be... Oh yeah, we'll just get someone in on loan, and then oh no, we, we couldn't get it. Sorry, lads, in the old Jez way. But you've got to get, you've got to have squad depth this time. So if if we've signed people like Gladden, and then someone else comes along who's better the next day, sign them as well. It don't matter. <laughs> just this time, it seems that we're not settling for just who we can get. It's always mm. pushing on, and always we've got targets. If we if we get them, then we find someone better. We get them as well. There's, I don't think, see, there's a problem with it, really. No. I mean, players like Savile, he's not going to be here, hopefully. And he's not going to be in the team after that disgrace on Saturday. Um, players like Edwards, who seems to have come to the end of his tether now, yeah, he's playing out of position. I mean, we know he's, he plays as a 10 best. He's not going to play that now. So he can't play in a, in a middle midfield three anyway. So he, he'll be at the door, <coughs> on loan or permanently. So there's two players already. Mm. So, with them gone, you've got two more in. So, I don't see a problem with it, really. I was going to say, that seems the only one of the few things about the current regime is we're buying in players for almost, and I think we're on to 11 signings now in this transfer window. Uh, 10 under Zenga. Of course, there was Lonergan who signed beforehand. But we haven't had lots of players leave almost during that or during the new reign. We had uh, McDonald leave, of course, who was, I think, just before... I think it was like the week... Yeah, it was everything before. happened mm. and sort of almost went under the radar in that regards. I mean, you look at the players who have been released or sold, Van La Parra, who we'll mention later, Bakari, Ishmael, McAlinden, McCary, Rowe and McDonald. And then we've brought Lonergan, Silvio, Bodvarsson, Prince, Gladden and Ruddy on, on permanence. And we've also brought in Texera, uh, Costa, Borfolk Jackson and Ola John. And now Cease. Cease. Yes. Yeah. I think a few will go. I think the ones she's mentioned potentially, but Burn as well, I think, will go. I can't see <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, again, I think every week yeah. he's just forgotten about. Yeah. Um, he really mustn't have done anything in training. or well, but He's not even featuring it? an under-23 squad, so no. is he injured and everyone's forgotten about it? Well, is he just... It's, I mean, he was player of the year in League One for Swindon. Mm. When we signed him, he looked like the, the next best thing, and then he's just this complete completely failed to perform I, mean, I know under Jackie everyone failed to perform but he just looks completely destroyed I think for the first couple of months he was, people were still saying he's not really had the chance he doesn't get he hasn't gotten the chances but he must have made about 25-30 appearances maybe not that many and when he had when those chances he really didn't take them and he'd do something where he'd come on for 20 minutes and he'd look really bright and enthusiastic and he, I think he was I remember scoring a really good goal at home um Against, against Leeds. Preston or Leeds, was it? Yeah, Leeds. You've yeah. volley at the back post, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, apart from that, he might start the next game after a good performance, and then he would just do nothing. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, it sort of sums up all season, to be fair. <laughs> but I think in League One, you can sort of get away with it from time to time. But in the Championship, when it's so physical as it is, I just don't think you can get away with and, the inconsistency. And he was playing as a wing-back for Swindon as well. So yeah. playing as a wing-back to then us playing him as a winger, where he hadn't played for a, a year and a half, to then we play him as a right-back. He's never played as a right-back, well, a conventional right-back. Mm. So 
He's pro- you can say he's probably never played in his, his actual position, but what was the point in signing then? Yeah, if, it, it never sort of, of seemed to fit in that regard. As you say, he played so well as a wing-back, and almost the irony is we now have this continental manager, um, an Italian who stereotypically enjoy playing a 3-5-2 with wing-backs, of which he'd probably fit in perfectly. And yeah. I mean, we're not playing that system, but he'd almost fit perfectly. I mean, if you remember his, his actual um, his interview video when he signed... They said that where do you see yourself? And he said, Well, I'd, I'd like to see myself in the future as a number 10. He actually said, If you go back on Wolves playing and, and give them the history, he actually said that. And you think, Well, like Ivan Slandell, I know he's been injured, but no one's even mentioned him. Yeah. He's in the, um, he's, he played on, he's in the under 23 yeah. squad for Chesterfield tonight. Yeah, and he yeah, played against he played um, the Albion under 23s yeah. um, the other day. Yeah, um, I was going to say, the only other signing we made, we've made our development squad signing people. Jack Ruddy has come in. Class. Absolute class. From Berry, um, 18 years old, Scotland under nine. Under nine? Under 19 even. <laughs> he might have been in the under nine as well. We've been tracking him for a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got him back as a Berry fan and he said he's the best keeper they've seen. I mean, they've had like many lot of people on known as well in the past. He's the best keeper he's seen there in his lifetime and mm. he's 18 years old. How many games has he played for 18? I'm not sure. I, don't I think, think he's he had been a... at Berry that long. I think the story was he was at Rangers and then his family went to Spain and then he went to Rail Mercy. Rail Mercy, yeah. And then he's come back to, to Berry. But we've obviously I think, picked I didn't him check out. So. And he's only played one game, but obviously Wikipedia is not always correct. But and you would hope as well, signing someone like that, that that means we're not going to see Lonergan ever again. Well, yeah. I mean, mm. he's. I think on the two performances he's put in for the club, I've just, not had any confidence in him so far. No, nowhere near good. I mean, it brings about questions for me: of signing an eighteen-year-old when we've got the likes of Flat and uh, Bullion. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it extra competition? Is it that actually he's a? Even if we get him, he plays a couple of games. He doesn't really get anywhere, and we sell him on for a nominal fee down the line. But it's the same thing again. What I said. If better comes along, you sign better. Yeah. And yeah, we've got two young keepers, but this this kid seems much in a different mm. league to them. I mean, yeah. John Flat, from the limited times I've seen him, seems all right, decent for the championship. But this this kid could be something else. Yeah. And if you don't take the chance, someone else will. So it's just <laughs> dog eat dog or wolf eat wolf. You know. I was going to say, um, going back to Gladden quite quickly, he was asked about what he knew about wolves. <laughs> I think, Stu, do you know where I'm going with this one? The Wolfman. Yes. yes. He said, it was excellent. I was speaking with John DeWolf, <laughs> who was my defensive coach at Sparta Rotterdam, and he had only good things to say about him, and any mention of a Wolfman and is he, always worth it. But then he said, if you get chance, get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and have, you, have you seen his actual Twitter thing? It, no. His, his actual photo, his Twitter profile picture is of him in the nutmeg shirt. Yes. And in yes. The, um, yeah. the little header thing at the top, He's from last year when he was at Molyneux. Magnificent scenes. Look at it, he's played for Ajax. Magnificent. <laughs> and he's got that as his Twitter thing. Legend. In news happening at Wolves at the moment, we drew Newcastle away in the third round of the EFL Cup. Now, <laughs> that game is happening on Tuesday the 20th of September. Is it actually in it? Is it yeah, confirmed? it's been confirmed. That is, three days after we played Newcastle away. I don't really know where to go from this. As Alex, it's going to be me and Alex. Alex and Stu. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just going to be you two. <laughs> not, yeah. not from the fan cast, just in general. As die-hard away dayers, are you A going to make the trip? Yeah. 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 
what ways can we encourage what ways can club encourage fans to I get I think they've got off an initiative to go because obviously I put on Twitter the other day we'll, we'll sell out on the Saturday yeah but on the Tuesday we'll take 200 so they've got off an initiative to go especially being three days after in yeah. the league as well and a lot of people aren't really bothered about the Cup and especially the League Cup I think the FA Cup is a bit more glorified and people do enjoy the FA Cup but the League Cup people don't really care about it and that, I think that shows where the home attendance is as well when the tickets are so cheap so I think they just need to offer an incentive, not necessarily free coach travel. If they want to offer it, then fine. But they need to offer an incentive to go, you know, free coach travel or something along those lines. And they, they could just, they could say something like, if you bought a ticket for the league game, if you want to go again, there you go, done, make mm. your own way there. That way, I mean, there's some. Uh, the prices come out yet? No, no. Been, Someone was saying that they could be charging like twenty-two quid. I thought, well, if they're, if they're doing that, there is going to be me and Alex there. Yeah. That's a bit ridiculous, considering it's only twenty-seven in the league. But mm. if it is reduced price anyway, they could. If if they said, okay, fair enough, everyone who went to the cup game, who went to the league game, if you want to go again, there you go. Brilliant PR for the club, and you, it's going to be. If it's a tenner, it's cheaper than the coach. But I think they charged Newcastle charged um, adults fifteen quid for the Cheltenham game, so I can't see him charging any less than that. So I think 15 quid is quite reasonable for Newcastle. So I won't really mumble about that, but I think they've still got to offer an initiative to go. And I think the only way we're going to take more than 500, even 1,000, is if they offer free coach travel. And I think then they're probably not going to offer it. I think it's a difficult one. I think the club can do no wrong in terms of the PR from the thousand group at the moment, because ultimately they put the money where their mouth is. I know we mentioned a lot of players there on loans, but financially they put the money where their mouth is. So it'd be a great opportunity to say, let's reward those who are going in the league game to take the money off your cup game or give you free coach travel. I know people go from various parts of the country, but the majority would be happy to go from Molyneux and get and get uh, coach travel. So as you say, Saturday, Newcastle away for a lot of people. It's probably one of the fixtures that I looked out for at the start of the mm. season as an away game. But on a Tuesday night, when potentially people might have to take a couple of days off work effectively, um, then, yeah, I mean, you'll get people who will go to both. But I think it would be a great PR coup to do that. Even if they did do it, there probably there still won't be that many people do it because of the no. distance and for the, the fact that it, we're all a bit strange doing that kind of thing in the first place. Yeah. So even if they did offer free coach travel or give them free tickets, or it's never been done before, but why not? Then... They're not going to lose that much money. We're it's not going to take a fleet of... Yeah, exactly. We're not going to yeah. do a Cardi for anything yeah. like that. Let's go to the playoff final things. But it, it's good PR, either, whichever way they do. If they do something, it's good PR. If they do nothing, then you can say, well, it's not really up to them. They can't really lose on this one. If they come out and right. say, oh no, we're going to charge you more, then that's a different story. But it would just be nice if they, if they offered something, just for the complete mistake. It, it, it feels like they're... It's crying out to have that incentive. It's crying out for that little PR coup they can do as a club. And it's just through bad luck and coincidence that we're having to play this team twice in three days at their place. I think it would be great if it was at home. So we played Newcastle away on the Saturday. Then we had to play them at home. It would be like a odd sort of double leg thing. But... but we called it, that, didn't we? We called yeah. it last yeah. week. We said it's, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be somewhere yeah. stupidly far. Or some someone shit at home. Yeah, we're not gonna have a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not really want to go there. Like you wouldn't think. Oh, I want to go to Newcastle away. Three days after we've yeah. just been there, 
But I think it'd be interesting to see like, what would the players do because obviously, even of a night game, they travel up the night before and stay in a hotel. And I'm guessing they drive straight back. But are they going to get drive all the way back for the, for a day off on Sunday and then drive all the way back again on the Monday? I mean, you'd think it makes sense for them to fly up, stay train at Gateshead, which is only across the um, across the river anyway, the athletics mm. place, because that's this yeah. is just an idea, guys. It's um, there's no meetings there. I had a look. <laughs> there's no meetings that week, so yeah. that that stadium's free. So we're gonna have to make sure nobody's booked out Gateshead. <laughs> if Gateshead oh. are playing on Monday night, I'm sorry you can't play. Like, like, oh, sorry, no, you can't no. have these pitches. Some Mr. Horn has booked them. <laughs> it's yeah, it's annoying, but we, we carry we'll, on. We'll we, I think yeah, that's good. Out of curiosity, if Wolves could only win either the game on Saturday or the game on Tuesday against Newcastle, which one would you prefer? The win of the league or the win of the cup against them? This last year I would have said cup because mm. it was just just some, some different. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's got to be league, really. It's got to be. I'd probably yes. say cup. I'm going to be a bit audacious. Something. I'd probably say the cup. I think I was I was always expecting to lose to Newcastle away anyway in the league. I think they're just going to. I still think they're going to run away with the league. So I think even if we lose and we lose, put a good performance, I still think we've done quite well. But it would be nice to have a decent cup run for once. If we got a draw in the league, then I'd take a win in the cup. I'm okay. throw that one in there. Okay. Is it a, draw, a draw at Newcastle away is a decent result yeah. anyway. Um, and it will be all season. I mean, they're now. slowly picking up some level of momentum, aren't yeah. they? And they're finding their feet in this league. I think oh. you've got to take a win in the league. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe if it was even FA Cup third round, for me, there's something about that that perhaps I would take that potentially as opposed to a league game but because uh, I mean let's be honest yeah. neither game is you know they're both winnable games yeah. Um, yeah. and you know we can almost dare to dream in that regards I mean it would be great if we could get six points or, well not six points because you get a win in the, <laughs> but if we could get two wins from those two games I doubt it and it'll be, di- it'll be di- I mean it must be bizarre for the players mentally we've done um, it's happened before though yeah, We've, um, I think we played Watford didn't we, a few years ago. We played them on the Sunday in the FA Cup, mm. and then the Saturday in the League of the League after. And weirdly, we played in two different kits as well. We played in the white away kit one week and the blue away kit the next week. So, yeah, interesting gift there. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, for well, it's going to go to extra time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh definitely. Houses. Yeah. Um, in other news, we kind of briefly touched on it: the Wolves under twenty three squad, which. I always find weird because it seems like it's gone from reserves to 21s to development to now under 23s. Beat in the local derby, beat West Bromwich Albion 3 1. Yay. You see Kitman, um, Kitman Pat no? on Twitter. He was um, the Albion Kitman. Love you, Kit. He's, uh, he's all right, actually. He's a decent mm. guy, but he, he wasn't pleased. You could see he's, he was, he was like, lighting it up and everything, and then you could see his tweets getting slowly more depressed as oh, it was going oh, on. Bless. But no, goal, uh, two goals from Bright, um, a penalty from Conor Ronan, and also the return of Ebanks Landell, um, who I know we're sort of speaking about the last couple of weeks, worrying about his reappearance or lack of it. Yeah, we said last week. Where's yeah. like, <laughs> so, he, so he has finally turned up. Whether he can break back into the team. Um, well, the way I off has played. Well, yeah. I think he's got every chance. Yeah, Unless I mean, Steeman comes back. Yeah, um, but yeah, so we beat West Brom, and that's the real quiz, everybody, um, for people who get that. We're in, we're in the, what's it called tonight? Do you know the name of it? Oh, 
The checker tip. Checker trade. Checker trade. Checker trade trophy. So against Chesterfield. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were only given. 100 tickets and we've only sold 17. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've taken you two away. Yeah. So. Even we're not that stupid. Well, yeah. I, was, I did half think that you might yeah. think about it. I was I was really tempted. I'm gone off, <laughs> I, got, I got off at a lift earlier, but I thought, no, fan cast duty to more prevails. But, yeah, She's taking it too far. Yeah. I think fair, people, fair play to the people who have gone, but I just don't think it's fair on the teams like Chesterfield. I just think it's a real bad idea. No, I couldn't care less. We've won that trophy before, so we've got a right Ooh. to say, yeah, we're better than you lot. But we, um, Do you think we should just enter it every year or like on an anniversary? So, <laughs> like, 1st, 5th, 10th, 25th. About the anniversary, you've seen that they put the um, centenary shirt in the yeah. uh, retro collection now mm. in, the, in the club shop. I quite like that one, the store one. Um, but what was it? Oh yeah. Um, now I've got no problem with it whatsoever because I mean, it works. In, it's better than having under under twenty three teams or whatever it, in the um, in the actual league itself, like they do in Spain and Germany yeah. and everywhere else. That cups the the Minion Minos ain't going to win it anyway. It's always got to be the teams at the top of League One generally who's going to go for it. So it gives them a chance to play against potentially better players. It gives our young players a chance to play against proper men. And not transsexuals or anything like that, but fully grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's not a serious competition, is it? I mean, not for us, for no. the little clubs, maybe. But it, they're not going to win it, so I don't see a, a massive problem with it. Really, I mean, we can all see that one of the big development squads is going to play one of the other big development squads yeah. at Wembley in the final. I mean, and, and everyone will go, and it'll be a great day out. Yeah, but. And they get bragging rights if they beat us, which they probably will. Then, yeah, they beat a Wolves eleven, yeah, which you could be billed as, and it's it's just a, a it's it livens that cup up because when we played in it, and we all we, I said that oh, we if we, we win that trophy, I want to be uh, ecstatic a day at Wembley, and we failed miserably as always. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem then playing someone like, on a Bolton's under twenty threes or something in the in that cup because it would have been something different. So. We've been there, we've, we've played in that cup, and for me, I haven't got a problem with it. I just think when we play Accrington Stanley at home, how many people Exactly. I, think how, I wonder how many people are actually going to be there, because it's got to be played at Molyneux. So we're we just going to open the family enclosure and put the Accrington Stanley fans in there. Because I don't think many people are going to turn up on there. I don't know, but it could be something that if we do have a good run, that they do get behind. But I think it works for us, because, like she was referring to there, instead of these players going to, you know, um, play at Telford or play at some of the non-league grounds where they would do in typical reserve games or even the training grounds for a lot of these big sides. They get to play at Chesterfield, they get to play at proper, you know, proper, like clubs. Said, proper yeah. players, yeah. In which was it tonight? Was it a tenner? Yeah, tenner. So, it's fairly yeah, decent. I, if, it, if there was something riding on that game and it's at Molyneux for a tenner... I think I'd probably go. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I mean, I went, I, I went to the... Cup games earlier this season. Um, I mean, we put out a decent strength team, but years in years past, we've put out basically our second string team, and I still paid the tenner for it. Yeah, and that's all this really is, isn't it? When I used to get to when they used to have the, the reserve games at Molyneux, yeah, and it was free with your season ticket. I used to go every week because it, it was just something different. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think momentum kind of breeds more momentum. These sorts of things, and a good example is this when uh, when the last sort of under 18s team who did. Well, um, the year we had sort of Mark Davis and Gleason and Hennessy, 
and actually when we pl- when they played in the semi final at Molyneux, they attracted a good sort of six, seven, eight oh, thousand. I went to that. Yeah, me, me too. And as you say it was something different. It's players you don't necessarily see every week. Yeah, and you get little clubs coming to Molyneux as well. Mm. So who, apart from a cup draw, someone like Atkinson, they're not going to play here. So mm. for them, it's it's one of them. I think it's, it's a good thing all round. Yeah. Okay. So as we said. We're recording on Tuesday. We didn't want to do a show on Thursday after a transfer window because knowing our luck, we won't sign anyone. <laughs> Let's just check do, Twitter. Yeah, just, just we all sort of all kind of refreshing Twitter. Just insert a soundbite. Yeah. Just record one and just edit yeah. it in. Well, often, yeah. often in the gaps later, we find... Fancast episode five special yeah. edition. <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, if we sign Balotelli or sign, I'm guessing we'll do a, a sort of a uh, quick, quick fancast, but... Can you A, see us doing any business before the end of the window? And if so, who do you like to see us sign, people? I'd like to see another defender. I think we're really short on central defenders. Mm. And I think he's, if he's having to toy with Iorfa and put him at right-back or centre-back, I think that just shows how short we are at the centre-backs. And I think the only real fit ones we've got are Danny Bath and Courtney Horse. And you think, you know, if one of them gets seriously injured... And like you said, there's no loan window. And then we've got 11 midfielders and seven strikers, but two centre-backs, I think. Is the idea for Sos to play? Well, I think a... Prince can sort of drop back, but then people see, keep saying he can push forward as well. So, and then He's obviously, just wasting him. Yeah. Mm. And it is the only area where we don't look to have strengthened or been linked to anyone at all. Which is a bit weird. Is it just because it's not a glamorous position to be linked to? And we might be doing sort of obvious talks behind the scenes, but uh, you know, everyone wants to hear about you signing a striker, but centre half isn't as good, is it? Look, Bod Varson came out of nowhere. Glad Olova came out of nowhere. That's going to catch on. Um, I'm glad you said (laughs) that. We're just going to be. They don't tell us anything, these people just appear out of nowhere. So that might happen. I mean, it'll be nice to watch. Jim White Day tomorrow with a yellow tie on and be part of the game and think we've actually got a chance. Let's not all be able like knobheads and just outside the training ground like Stoke do. Just watch it on telly, be sensible. Do you reckon they're going to be outside Compton somebody runs around and smacks him with a dildo? Like, <laughs> <two years>? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to put that picture yeah. on Twitter again. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is anyone planning on uh, camping outside Compton slash Molyneux tomorrow? <laughs> well, I think it's that and also I think was it the new guy who'd been featured at the, was it the Mount? So. I think yeah. uh, the Mount or any other local hotel or Compton. The real question is, he was spotted last week at Molyneux at the Cambridge game. So what's he been doing for Has me? he been just <laughs> staying at the Mount all week? <laughs> what have they got there? It's some yeah. kind of like I know, I went stranger there. things, yeah. different dimensions. Uh, yeah. It's a nice I mean, hotel. I went there a couple yeah. of weeks ago and yeah, it's an alright hotel. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> whenever I'd spend a week there... I'd never heard of this place until two hey. weeks ago. It's, yeah... Uh, you know, I, I'd be interested to see what activities you got to in Wolverhampton over the <laughs> last sort of week or so. You know, probably just trips down to Bantock. <laughs> Black <laughs> Country Museum. Yeah, Black Country Museum. You might have even gone to Telford, gone Blist Hill, Iron Bridge. <laughs> we, no, like, we don't know. Day at Bentley Bridge. Yeah, you could have done bowling and cinema at the yeah. same time. I went yesterday and there was literally 10 people watching the um, David Brent film. And it was Bank Holiday Monday in the middle of the afternoon on my own. Yeah. But there was ten other people in the cinema. I think thought, that yeah. says more about you, Stu. This is the saddest thing I've ever done. I think that's how we should have so I know every, a lot of people do. That's why, again, why I went on my own. Because no one wanted to go with me. I thought, well, I went... After the failure of Suicide Squad the week before, 
then I thought I'm going to do it again and get some out of it. And it was a decent film if you like The Office. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got to watch it to be honest. I've got to yeah. watch it. I do like The Office. But it does say about um, Gladden that not Gladden says that pe- all the people who were saying things that yeah, it's got to be a fair agreed between the clubs. Everything else is sorted. Maybe there, there was something in that. Yeah, that he, he wouldn't have been sitting there. If there was nothing in it and it was all done and they were just waiting for paperwork? I mean, he might have come... I mean, it's not exactly a long flight over. He might have come on Wednesday for the initial talks, personal talks, and then had to have gone back over. Um, you know, obviously... Well, a few loose moving, ends, yeah. He, he's moving from one country to another. He might actually be physically having to move house. He's yeah. um, exactly far, is it, from, yeah. from there to here? So, yeah, he probably... You can do that in a day. Yeah. Well, you, you go there, come back. Sorted. So he could have just gone home. We all, but I think yeah. we all can agree we like the yeah. idea of his yeah, house sort of be locked down yeah. so Barcelona <laughs> couldn't find him. Yeah, Ian Sludge Leeds was showing him in more But no, well, I was just going to say, in a nutshell, we are unbalanced, I agree. I think we're over-flooding with midfielders now. We've got far too too many. I take the points to long season, every brick in the wall, as Zenga says and so forth. But we've got a lot of midfielders now, so another centre-half w- would be great. But hasn't had a too bad a start to the season. Uh, um, but I all for an horse have had, you know, at best a lukewarm start to the season. Mm-hmm. So, Ebanks Landell, not over, uh, not his biggest fan, I would probably say, in my and opinion. He's just so going back to fitness. We so know Williamson's completely out of the picture. So, we, we do need another centre half, certainly. So, I hope we get one. And I, I would be surprised if we didn't bring one in. Someone like, some big old unit, like Sol Bamba, someone like that. Just mm. someone who's massive, who, who's got a bit of presence about him, because every single defender that we got is all a bit flighty, a bit. They've got. I mean, even Danny Bath. Yeah. He's a bit strangling, a bit like a bit of cheese string and stuff like that. He's got no physical presence to him. Yeah, you lump, can, yeah some some big old style defender yeah. who's not going to be shifted. Someone. Like, I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Sol Bamba, but someone like the guy who was at Blackburn, Grant. Hanley, yeah, who's at Newcastle now? But yeah, yeah. I some, some someone like that. And because we're not, we've got a ball playing centre half. We've got we've got three of them, well, two and a half. And we we need someone with a bit of physical presence at the back, especially if we got both with Jackson and Doherty, who's who can prove himself about a bit. But even if we got Iorfa on the, as right back with Doherty there, then you got they're all kind of slight. They're all the same mm. kind of thing. So could you see us going? Back in someone like Louis Al. I mean, you're talking about having a strong, commanding centre half. Well, I got well, linked to him, and I think everyone was a bit like, not sure about that. Well, I'd um, love him. He, he, he's one of the best players in the world, still. Yeah, he's 35, but he's still, he can still do a job, especially in this league. And you don't need pace at the back, really. As you, if you can position yourself fine, all them people I just mentioned ain't got any pace about them, but they're nowhere to defend and they're nowhere to hold a line. And we've got pacey defenders anyway, so someone like that, not necessarily Louis Al, I mean, it'd be a bit of a pipe dream, but yeah, someone someone with a bit of experience and not, that he's not steaming before that starts. Yeah, I wouldn't want to steam him back. If we're going to go into that, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I can see that link. I know people were disappointed when he went and it was, what was it, the famous quote about, you know, it was the right footballing reasons and so forth. But I just think it'd be a step back. I don't think we need to go down that road again. I think you need to move on. Like everybody keeps banging on about the Sacco coming back, sort of thing. And I, see, mm. you, I know Sacco was great for us, but you just you need to move on. Like you don't want to really go back to it, do you? Yeah, and he could uh, be a completely different bloke now yeah. as well. 
And mixing it with them, like he could be even more greedy. Well, Stearman's not even getting into the Fulham squad, so that's saying something about him, really. So, and we only re- remember his last few games, don't we? We don't remember the the games the games prior to that. You know, yeah, he was in good form, but there's got to be better alternatives out there. But I agree with Stu. I think you need uh, an old-fashioned type centre half um, for the long season. You know, particularly in the Championship, with the sort of strikers you come up against as well. You look at, to a certain degree, how well Ipswich have done with, with Bear and their centre-half partnerships. And, there's, you know, against physical centre-halves, you do need someone. And although Bart is your, your leader in, in, you know, he's not your conventional big lump of centre-half, you know. And we've got quick, young defenders there, so I think a bit more experience at the back would be good. Yeah, no, completely agree. I think it's the one position that we're lacking in abundance. At full-back positions, we've got lots of players who can cover there now. Cody's kind of almost seems like he's reinvented himself in the last three weeks as a right-back. He's um, done all right as well. Mm. You know, we, we've, I mean, we've talked about we've got a gazillion midfields at the moment. Um, strikers, we can't seem to be keep looking. Wingers, we've got quite a few, even if they're not making the squads like Henry and Burn. Um, it's just that centre half position, really. Um, but knowing Gus Walks can't sign two strikers in the left winger now. Um, <laughs> and another midfielder. Yeah. And is it the goalkeeper? Yeah. It, we'll get we'll get <laughs> ten more players tomorrow in every position. Other than, <laughs> yeah. You see that thing that the team, your mate Tim put earlier on. The uh, Wolves since Felsen took over, we've averaged a new signing every four days. Oh, yeah. Magnificent. It's the glory yeah. days. It's time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so on Saturday, Wolves fell to their first defeat of the season and Zenga's first defeat at Wolves to tabletoppers Huddersfield. And what would you know? It was that man Van Le Pau who got the winner in the sixth or seventh minute, I think it was. It was very early on in the game. Again, Wolves didn't start very well. Uh, we looked shaky. It took us a while to kind of grow into the game. Second half, we seemed like we were sort of really kind of knocking on the door, trying to get an equaliser, and we just couldn't find it. Alex and Stu, you guys went to the game. I didn't uh, no. What did you think? It's just an awful away day. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say the best thing about Huddersfield is to sell the pies and the burgers for a pound. Oh, no, that's, that's oh. the best thing. All I was thinking about throughout the game was like, I can't wait for it to finish, I want a pie for a pound. <laughs> and then I walked, out, I walked out before. <laughs> is that yeah. how much it is before the game as no. well? Or do they no, just do it cheaper like, because of like it? It's like three fifty. Oh, magnificent. Before the game, and then after they're just fucking for a pair. Hot dogs as well. Yeah. I think I've had one of those pound burgers actually. Yeah, the last year, field game. Yeah, well, last year, do you? Yeah, yeah. Big, I think big this piece. year, literally, Wolves fans just ransacked it when I went. There's like four left, and I yeah. had the rest. But there wasn't paying for them. There was a generous take. <laughs> yeah. Then a big Pete on the other thing last year. He took four for himself. Yeah. We had some all before we'd even start the engine on the coach. Um, but yeah, it was it wasn't terrible. It, it, the result was terrible. Seen the fact yeah. that we got there, sunny weekend, and we got there, and it pissed down, and there's no covering in the kind of conk. It's a, it's like a shed outside. Mm. It's like your old old outhouse and your granddad's house, where you got your building and you got your concourse, where which you got toilets in, and then you got a shed that sells food and drink. And then big empty space, no roof, so through. Okay. First off was. Like Rotherham, like Birmingham, the Jackie's old friends don't turn up. It was just a simple. You know, we all knew as soon as you saw the team, you think, well, they're, they're obviously still not fit, so we've got to suffer along mm. with these lot of idiots again. And 
same again. They, they're just they're just not good enough. They're simply not good enough, and they were caught out by a team who were attacking us and pressing us from the very start. They were on us from the first from the mini go. He was he actually played well. I thought to be fair to him. Uh, I don't think he understands what he's doing anyway. So he didn't get the abuse until people told him later on. Um, but it, I thought he had a decent game for them. The, the bald guy in the middle. You know, about. Yeah, I don't know what his uh, name he, was. He absolutely ran the show. That, uh, Moo. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I mean, we look at the goal, Bart clearly at fault for part of the movement. Um, he kind of lost the ball under his feet. I'd argue, actually, I think it was sort of a breakdown of sort of a lot of the players. I think Jack probably should have done better to shield it. But then Bart kind of just let it go between his feet. And then Cody probably didn't come off the lines, but she kind of tried to stay on the line to do a sort of heroic goal line block when actually if he'd have thrown himself at the defender uh, because there were two power. there were two of them and when he came back to them he kind of they shocked them like, yeah. like a bit like lightning they just hit like they, they never experienced anything like it where the um, he came back off the off the post and they just clearly one ready and he just blasted it in um, but with Price Price was having to do the work of him Salvalan Edwards mm. I thought were, I thought it was one of Price's Worst performance. Yeah, he, he wasn't yeah. very good at all. Yeah, I thought he was awful. I mean, I you look at just he really needs to be took off, but obviously he's one of the better players. But I think, yeah, it's just again it was the same story as all the other away games this season. I mean, we seem to be really struggling with that midfield three. Um, we've tried a couple of different people in those roles. Yeah. It seems too flat for me. It needs to either be a one and a two or a two and a one with one being a bit more adventurous. They seem to be in a straight line. That doesn't bring out the best of someone like Edwards. And I mean, you look at the stats, I think Wolves midfield three who started the game completed 76 passes. Aaron Mui, um, the bold guy for yeah. Huddersfield, 77. So yeah. it, it, it just, was a it took really piece bad day. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that they were just flat. They were flat and they didn't move. They didn't try and be three-dimensional at all. Mm. There's something, yeah, you can say, oh yeah, well he's told them to do that. But even when you tell them to do something, you're still going to run and you're still going to try and actually do your job. And they weren't doing anything. I mean, Wallace and Mason were coming back to get the ball off them because Edwards and Savile were doing nothing whatsoever. And mm. when that when they were dropping deep, they were just getting in each other's way. And I mean, Price, Price couldn't control the ball, but on the other side of it, you had two blokes around him from his own team. And we just, they were just getting in each other's way. Yeah, I think it... I don't know if it's the formation or what, but they seem to... You say they seem to be treading on each other's toes yeah, they're a just, lot. They're just not good enough and not clever enough from a football point of view to do that job. Because, mm. I mean, I, I was going to say something interesting about Price, and I know we all love Jack Price. Is it just me, or is he slightly immune from a lot of criticism? Oh, no, I, we, he was getting pelters on Saturday. I, th- I do think he gets away with quite a lot as well. I do think he's, some of the stuff he does goes quite unknown. But I think he's one of those. He's a solid performer. He was put in 7, 8, 8 to 10. So I think if he has one bad game or a few bad minutes in the game, Walton's don't really notice that because they like a player who works hard and puts a foot in. But... I think he's been with us for some time, hasn't he? And I think perhaps when people were getting on jackets back was when Price was out of the team. Yeah. So I think the fans have come along with him because of that. Um, and I think he's a tidy footballer. He, he, you know, he does the simple stuff good, but certainly the, it, it is it is crazy. But there are certain players, perhaps Yusavo, for example, who 
uh, won't be afforded the same grace that Price might get because his face doesn't fit as much. Mm. But I think the roles aren't being defined at the moment. I think what Rich was referring to is, there's, you know, who's playing that 10 role, who's playing the holding role, who's going to sit back, who's going to take on the McDonald role. And I think that he's got the players to do that. And I think, you know, it probably is time for them to come out. And if they mm. are up to scratch, you know... Watch the um, the cup game. Prince didn't look up to scratch, for example. But with a bit more training, if he is, then hopefully he can get introduced mm. as well. Because you know they're giving themselves an opportunity to come out of the side. I think. I, know, I just find it interesting because obviously Jack Price is very much a fan's favourite. He was voted our player of the year. We ought to meet him a couple of weeks ago. He's a really nice guy. But at the same time, someone like Savile, I think a bar. Obviously, Saturday, and no one had a good game at the office. I think Savile's actually had a good start to the season, and I think technically he's as good as as good as Price in that regards. Um, um, he just lacks a bit of that confidence and that belief in the fans potentially. And I find it interesting that kind of because he's an academy player, he's granted that extra. I think kind he's, of a, yeah, he's, a lo- he's a local boy as well. And I think local yeah. people, especially with Wolves fans as well. Go for I mean, it happened. It happened with um, Danny Bart when he first came into the team. But you, the you, first you two years, he was pretty much carried because he was. But a he actually player. played well, though. It wasn't no. only when he still. Not... Look, with Price, you can count on one hand how many bad games he's had in three years. Yeah, that's the difference. Savile is probably technically a better footballer than Jack Price. Mm. If he played in Jack Price's position mm. and did that job, he probably might do it better. But he never has. I think yeah. with George Savile as well, he's thrown about everywhere, isn't he? I mean, uh, I mean, one point he's at left back, then he's in like left centre midfield, then he's left wing, and then he's the holding mill, and then he's pointing to the number ten. So I think Savile, he's just thought. I think he'd be a good player. I mean, I've I've not rated Savile much myself, but I think if you put him in one position and say, you know, stay there, train in that position, you know, that's your position. I think he could be a, a top mm. six champion. I mean, you look team, at his. But, you look at his. I mean, during the last calendar year at Wolves, and the goals he's kind of contributed to the team, and actually when he plays in position for a couple of games, you almost find that he gets used to it at that point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's shifted to attacking mid, which isn't his position. He's shifted somewhere else. And I know, uh, I find it interesting. And with the abundance of midfielders we have, clearly someone's going to go. I mean, Edwards looks completely burnt out. Yeah. He doesn't seem to. I think he's he either being break, told not to go forward, or he just cannot physically do it. I don't it. think he can do that, especially he's thirty now. Yeah, anyway, there was. Uh, I think that was a, the abundantly clear on Saturday that there were people. He still, like you said over and over again, that we he hasn't had a pre-season with us. They, I mean, Jackie pretty much threw his toys at the pram and didn't give the players a proper pre-season. I mean, you were there, you saw. The games where they they just look completely unfit. Well, the, I think the cork, the cork thing was just strange. I mean, yeah, you've play, gone away, you've gone away for a week to try to play a decent. I know corks play the reserves, but he played crew on the Friday, and then on the Monday he's put his the under twenty three squad out, and you're thinking, surely it would have been better to like sort of half an Arvid. But the only players he played were Byrne and Cody, and okay, mm. Cody's a bit playing a bit more now. But you've got to think the pre season schedule is awful. I think. Yeah, the players are still... They've, they've had that pretty season in front of the fans' eyes yeah. in league games. I, I still think yeah. we have enough pre-season. I don't think we had enough games. And I don't think we had enough quality games as well. And I think the only quality game we had was against Swansea, and they battered us. Yeah. And I know this was sort of... 
Jacket's team, Jacket's formations, and blah, blah, blah. And I know they have came under. But another thing David had said as well, the first thing Zenga said in the the um, the change room, said, do it for the fans. You know, we've brought 2,000. We've sold out. Well, I know he hadn't, but he yeah. said, we've sold it. Do it for the fans. You know, there's a lot of fans came here. So that's clearly what he has in mind. But it shows that they can do it because they did it against Birmingham. Yeah. And that same team, they put fighting and effort and they looked like they could do it. But on Saturday, there was none of it at all. Oh. And, and that's a price. I think price, what he, if we're going to play that formation, price as a holding midfielder, protecting the back four, is what he does best. He's not flamboyant. He doesn't go forward. But he, he keeps things exa- ticking over. Exactly what. Yeah. And you watch match of the day on Saturday night and what, how they were all jacking off over how brilliant Kante was for Chelsea. So oh, Chelsea found the new Makaleli. Mm. That's exactly what he does. Yeah, he's not... He's not from. He's not got a magnificent name, or he's foreign, or anything. But that's the job he does, and he does that well. But when you've got two other players doing, trying to do that job at the same time, and you've got Mason and Wallace going forward, with them three giving him license to go forward, and it doesn't work. They trip over themselves. Mm-hmm. I think we play. We sort of play. We've got the defence and the midfield so far, and then you've got the attack so far forward. So you've got the defence and midfield so far back, and the attack so far forward. You've got pretty much like. Majority of the pitch empty, where you could have the number 10 drop into mm. that role, or the wingers drop back. So like you say, you have got Mason coming back to the halfway line, so to speak, or Wallace comes so far back, and then Bodvarsson coming so far And when they've come back to get the ball, there's nothing up front. Uh, and then that, I think yeah. that's what we were struggling on Saturday, there was nothing up front. The wingers didn't offer anything, so Wallace got took off at half-time. But there's nothing going forward at all, and he just thought, Bodvarsson's never going to score, he, could, he didn't have any service. But... There was nothing there. It was played so... Everybody was sort of, like you say, bundled up together sort of thing and there was just... Yeah. And then he took a touch of class in the second half when Tekshiri came on. Yeah, I was going to say, second half, we kind of really sort of got the window past sales, Texera came on, well, you, impact. He's got yeah. something about him and he's a technically brilliant player and he will run at them and he will. He, they were scared. And he actually had a good shot. Yeah. Still didn't score. Still technically off target, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, they were they were scared of him because for the first time in that whole game they were backing off. Yeah, and a bit of pace scares defenders. That's a fact. Mm. Everyone knows that. And we were so boring in the first half that when they, to be fair, hands up, they played well. They pressed us, and we we had no answer to them. And he took a, a touch of class like him coming on, who's still not match fit. Same as Prince, same as Costa, who again made an impact when he came mm. on. And did you think it was penalty? Amazing. No, I don't think no, he was either. I think he fell over. I think he fell over, and he got a touch for the ball. He went out for a corner, but as as away fans will, everyone jumps off yeah. penalty. I don't think it was, but again, that came from Costa because mm. he got down, he took people on, went down the ball and crossed boy. Simple, and he took the new signings to do that, but they're not ready because they haven't had an English pre-season. They land their own pre-season. They're in a different country. It's going to take time. So I think these two weeks now. I know you've got a few that are going away for international duty, but I think these two weeks now are really, really important. I think they could have got a few beyond... I don't know if they have. Nobody really knows if they've got any beyond-the-scenes training ground friendlies. But I think there's two weeks now. For those players who aren't fit, like Prince, and maybe probably Sace as well, it doesn't look like he's a... But this two weeks now, it's really important. And I think this is our pretty much pre-season now. Just to... You know, we haven't got any games. Nothing to worry about. And then come that Burton game, just go for it sort of thing. But I think... We have got a big two weeks ahead of us now. We're playing catch-up, aren't we, really? And I think that's the thing. I think the, the Burton game at home will be a great introduction to get some of these players in. Yeah. You know, Particularly, I think it's 
often easy to have a home debut when you're a foreign player coming in and going away when you set up a bit differently. So I think, um, as Alex said, I think it's a, it's a big couple of weeks. Get get them all together. Get them getting games within training. Pick up the intensity. I know famously said they haven't have had one day off, for example. But you're right. We are playing catch up because we. From the you know the sounds of it, we had a pretty poor pre-season. We had a manager who was going through the motions. Things were going on, and we've actually done quite well. If this is our pre-season, which effectively it is, although points are at stake, as I've mentioned in the week, we are above par where actually I think we realistically should be. So in that respect, it bodes well. I mean, you know, I think if no one leaves, which I think the problem, the thing is, no one wants them. No one wants our players because they're awful. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. The, they're going to be there lingering around. But if no one leaves in the next twenty-seven hours, we've got enough players there to actually play against each other. Yeah. And so they're going to have uh, behind closed doors friendly against themselves. You can mix the teams up like you do on five side arse. Swap it. You <laughs> go over there. He'll play better than us. But they can have it like that, and it'll help them. The ones who are not going away, it'll help them bond together as well. So this if. You come up against Burton and things are still not right, then you start thinking. But I don't think that'll happen. Have we got many players going out on international duty? I know there's Dave's gone away. I think Bodvarsson's gone away, but is there any, any else? I don't know. I did know, because uh, I know the new guy is Moroccan international. He's had a few caps, but I have no idea how, if he's in the current team or not. I think I learned Hawes have yeah, gone yeah, the usual on under 21 duty. Well, that could do them good, couldn't it, really? Yeah. No, they so. play well for England in the yeah. front of <laughs> Um, there are probably others. So it's still, Prince, so there's probably know. sort of quite a few players who yeah. are. But I think there's still going to be quite a lot there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. quite a lot there too. There'll be enough for a play two games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no shame losing to that Huddersfield team. They've started the season in great form. Um, their current manager seems to be doing a great job mm. um, in well, sort of implementing the. I know he's sort of former Dortmund assistant manager implementing that. Um, heavy hyper, metal football. Yeah, heavy metal hyper-pressing pre- hyper or whatever the gem press, I think it's what they call. Well, it sums it up when he ran on the pitch and jumped on the keeper because yeah. he, he kept them in the game in the second half and it's very rare that I'll come away from a game that we've lost and I won't leave. I'll stand and give him a standing ovation mm. before I leave. Normally, I'll, I'll just walk out, walk out the gangway but on Saturday, I thought, no, they actually deserve this because we, we deserved at least a point out of that game mm. and... The vast majority of fans stayed as well. I mean, the ones who had, had, had to leave and get the trains and stuff, fair enough. But, or get pies. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them did stay behind, and Zenga did come over and did the we're not worthy thing as well, which was, again, after a defeat, a nice touch. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more thing. I mean, I, I think it was Tim Spears said on Twitter, his two choices were for Man of the Match were, I think, Matt, between Matt Doherty and Connor Cody. And I think that probably says... Probably quite a lot about the game that our best two players were our fullbacks. I mean, Matt Doherty seems to think he's sort of the next uh, Jean-Luc Zambrotta in terms of playing that sort of inverted wing-back role. Well, that's um, the thing as well. Borthwick Jackson's not going to gain the side when he's playing like that. No. And there's a, it's hard, it, it'll be harsh on, on Doherty if he's moved to right-back just to accommodate him because we haven't got... But Cody's playing, played well at right-back yeah. again. What brings me on to, and I'm not sure we've done it so far this season, is for working man's man of a match. I'd probably say Cody because he, he did get put in a, a lot shift. of work. I'd uh, probably say Cody as well, yeah. I think the rest were quite awful. <laughs> <laughs> against, especially against the unnameable. that You were willing to just cripple him and break him in half. But 
he he didn't let him get past him that often, and when he did, he still tracked back. So yeah, working we'll, man's man of the match. We'll send the uh, four pack to him in the post then, Dan Thompson. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of the unnameable or Van the Power, as he probably prefers to be called, he did a dare we say provocative celebration afterwards booked, for doing sort of the old fingers to the lips. Now I'd have done that to be honest. I'd have done worse. Well, yeah. here's oh, my yeah. well, here's my worse. kind of point on it is that. I didn't go to the game, but I can imagine him getting pelters from before the game started. Yeah. Surely he's allowed his right to reply. He hasn't kind of left the field of play, and he's done sort of the old sort of shush. Is he allowed that to do that sort I mean, of celebration? Personally, I thought I thought it was a bit. It was funny mm. because he was, was the Instagram post too far. Well. <laughs> The Instagram thing was what tipped it over the edge last year um, in the first place when he turned on him at Brentford. Doing that again the weekend and the way the FA have said about conduct on the pitch and mouthing off to refs and all this kind of nonsense, if he's doing that being deliberately provocative, even after they've been told to behave themselves, it's a yellow card by the letter of the law. I know what he said. Um, I was going to say, for those who didn't know what Van Le Power put on his Instagram, uh, his the photo is him doing the just celebration, and all it says is "throw me to the wolves" in capital letters, and I'll return leading the pack. <laughs> but um, if you read the co- the, com- the comments as well, <laughs> uh, Aaron Simpson, the under twenty three's right back, he commented as well, saying something like, "That's my brother," or "That's my." Boy or whatever like yeah. that. So I mean, he, he gets he gets a lot it, of um, he did grief. Say, he did say something after though. He said Wolves is a brilliant club and all yeah. that stuff. And you think after the amount of stick he got last year, a lot of it was just just. And I mean, I thought I know we were in the minority of people who actually did like him up until a point. Mm. He didn't have to say that. He could have just kept it going, thinking, "Well, I hated my time there. I'm glad to yeah. be out." But he still. There's still a decent side to the guy where he feels the need to say something like that. And he's still obviously got friends here. So, it's. but I still wish he'd been broken in half yeah. on Saturday. I think that's the thing. I think he's allowed his sort of right to apply, potentially doing extra fits, just sort of poking the bear, isn't it? So, we have now completed a month in this new era under Walter Zenger. Um, played five, won two, drawn two, lost one. Left, we're currently ninth in the league. How are we all sort of feeling with our sort of new? It's not even new anymore, is it? <laughs> with our Italian stallion as a manager. I've never been so excited. So, in a Wolves point of view, um, never been so actually. Even after Saturday, coming walking away from there, I wasn't deflated, thinking, "Oh, here we go again." I was actually thinking, oh no, well we've got two weeks to recharge then, the Burton game's not that far away. And I was actually looking forward to the game again. And that's what that's what he has done. Not all the all the transfers and everything. His mentality and his way of playing has got me back into loving wolves again. Because mm. last year was a ball like and it was a it was a pain in the arse and I hated every single minute of it. And there was times when we were at Brentford and the the moment of the season happened with a comment. And you think, well, when you're talking about Bake Off again, and that's the, that was the moment of the season. You can see how bad things had got, but Zenga has brought back my passion for Wolves again, and everyone else around us as well. And it's just a joy to see. And for that, I think he's done he's done a brilliant job so far. 
Mm. I mean, he seems to have sort of really, like you said, he's brought a bit of excitement back and he might not be sort of in charge of a lot for transfers and things like that, but he seems to have a real aura about him it's, in it's, terms of kind of getting that, galvanising yeah. both players and fans alike. He's got loads of charisma, hasn't yeah. he? And the fans yeah. do like that. Even if you play terrible football, if you give something to the fans in that sort of aspect, fans will like that and then... Similar thing with Klopp as well. Like I saw a comment about Klopp as well. Like I think it was on Talk Sports. Somebody said um, we, we've been blinded by his charisma, and they said, "No, I mean we're not doing very well." But they said we've been blinded by his charisma. And I think Wolves have been a little bit blinded by his charisma. And I think, but that's a good thing as well. So I think that's the thing. You can probably accept some sort of um, deficiencies with perhaps his tactics, even to a degree, or you know things where he, he may not make the right decision because he's so overtly honest and refreshing and he's ultimately the perfect tonic to, to Jacket as I mentioned when they, um, he, he came on, complete opposite and that is what we needed last year was tough going there were a lot of people who had gone for so many years and it was and seen a lot of dire stuff over the years and last year was, was, was tough going and I think what we've got is a guy, that how personal he is and how relatable he is and how engaging he is that it's very difficult not to like him. Now, of course, it's a resort business, and come Christmas, if we're in a bad mire, then things can, can change. However, it's a good start. Performances for the players that he's got, and for the fact that he's got players who many of whom aren't ready, and he's had to literally let them, let them go, and players who were pretty poor for the latter part of last year, on-the-field performances have been good, and off-the-field... He's got everybody involved and uh, he's been a breath of fresh air, I think. No, definitely. I think he's still kind of undergoing this bit of a learning curve. Um, he came a week before the season started, I think it was. And he's pretty much hit the ground running, I think. One loss in you know, the amount of games played. I think you've got to be sort of fairly happy, of course. He's guided us through two cup victories as well, admittedly against lower league teams. We say we're slightly blinded by his charisma. Is that... Overlook making sure we kind of overlook potentially some of his flaws in tactics, possibly. But then, what I would say, sort of, um, when we talk about tactics, what what we have liked, I think, is his proactiveness. You know, yeah. substitutions at half time, double substitutions, substitutions ten minutes into the game. I mean, last year it was getting boring in terms of can he make a change because he seemed McCarthy esque in terms of how stubborn he was. But this year, if things haven't been working, he hasn't been afraid to make a change and be bold. And if you look at some of the games, Birmingham, for example, it's worked. But you know what, what the awkward thing is as well, he keeps changing it at half-time. He keeps having to make this. I know we're only five, six games into the season, but there's still things are... I know it's early, he's only been there a week, and he's pretty much, like we said, still our pre-season. But it's sort of... It's, it didn't work against Rotherham, then it worked the second half. It didn't work against Blues, then it worked the second half. It didn't work against Huddersfield, it sort of worked the second half. So I think, I know he's still trying to find his feet and find that right formation, but there's only so long he can. Yeah, do that for. He's, he's, he's got to find a, a and he's got, performance he got from them. He got caught out with it on Saturday. But as well. I thought as well, like, when I was thinking about it on the way home on Saturday, that you've got to think, did he do it deliberately on Saturday? Because they came at us like a train, but they were knackered. After after ten minutes of the second half, they had nothing left, mm. and then we hit them with the Shearer and Costa. I know they're not ready for a full ninety minutes, and ideally you'd think we'll start with them and match them man for man. But you got to think 
he know he obviously knows that they're not ready, and like my uncle said, oh, it's better to start up and then take them off when they're tired. But then you run the risk of if we're still chasing the game, we've got to bring the rubbish on. Mm. Then you've got no you've got no outlet then, and you're just surrendering. So from that point of view, I think if that carries on after the break, then you got to think about it. But I think he's he's cleverer than you, people think he is. He's not just a He's not just a, a clock and he's not a, just mm. he's just not just a mouthpiece. I haven't been bored once this season, and for compared to last year, even the cup I've enjoyed the cup games. You never say that. If you mm. say that, you've either had about twelve points or you're a bit mad. And he's bought he's bought exciting football back, and we haven't had that for a long time. And his his approach has been right. He, you know, okay, perhaps the players aren't fit, but even if they weren't. He's gone with the players from last year and he's gone, right, I'll give them a go, I'll give them their, their due. And then he's introduced because ultimately, if we would have brought these new players in, they were half fit, you then have to think, oh, you're looking at the bench for your Edwards and your Savills to come on and change the game, which isn't the, you know, the reverse of really what you want. So the fact is, he's given players the opportunity and he's given the players like Wallace an opportunity who perhaps was on the crooks of it last, last year. And now we can flood these new players. And you could have the yeah. problem as well. If you're playing new players who are not ready and they don't perform... It's your confidence. And, and their, their confidence dips. Yeah. The fans think, well, what's, what's the point? Who are these Who are these imposters, these mm. shoosters? They've come yeah. in here and they know better than what we've got. So then you have the situation with Savile, who never had really a chance because he was never up to it to start with. And Rowe in the past, because he never had a pre-season, he was knackered out and then he left... Um, same with Cody, who he started. He had three good games last year, and then got injured. Yeah, and they were all bloody way too early. This time we've actually done it properly, and we'll see if it pays off. But yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the future is still looking very bright under Zenga, mm. and uh, long may it all continue. It's best part of two weeks away, but the next home game we have is at home to Burton on the tenth. We won't cover it too much because it's miles away. But how are we all sort of feeling about? It? Are we all sort of feeling optimistic. Watching them against Derby, they are what you'd think they are. They're a tiny, tiny club, mm. well organised, well drilled. Nothing fancy about them. It looks like if you could get a goal against them, they haven't got much in return because mm. that the guy up front again. I mean, this is a one game against Derby, and I saw him a couple of times last year on Sky, and they didn't look that brilliant. Um, they don't look like they've got that much going forward, and I think yeah. I think they're going to struggle. And if we're not hammering teams like that, which we've got the we've got the potential to do, we, it could be one of the biggest wins that we've had for a long time. In all, I know I've like joked about we'll it. We'll do predictions in a sec. <laughs> and I've said like when against Reading, when I said we'll batter them, and we did batter them. We should have. We should have had more. Two. Yeah. And I said last week, I said three-one Wolves against Huddersfield, and Realistically, that should that could quite you're, easily have been. You got the one. Oh, I've got the one. Fifty yeah. percent. Exactly. It's a pass. Yeah. Um, there's always been signs there. And I can't see any reason whatsoever why we can't batter them. Mm. Absolutely batter them. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I've I followed uh, Burton through sort of um, non-league going up, and it's a great story, and they have done well. But I did think coming into this season with the budget that they've got it was always going to be a step too far for them. And I, and I do think they will ultimately struggle, but they've had a good, good results. They beat Sheffield Wednesday. 
the beat derby, which is like a crazy local derby that's never happened before at home. But coming to Molyneux with the the squad that they've got, I think they've got players like you know you like to Lloyd Dyer, for example. Um, they're an average side at, at best, I think. Um, so you've got to be confident that we can put on a good performance. We might be having a few new debuts on um, on the game, and Burton won't know these players. We won't know these players. And, I, and I'll, I'd be very disappointed if we weren't convincing because we've got the ability to. Um, and I think there will be a poor side this year. So, yeah, I'd be very confident. Um, what's everyone's score predictions for the game? I'll start with Alex. I would say 2-1 Wolves. I think Burton are going to play quite decent. I don't think they're going to be... I'd like to say they're quite drilled. So I think they're going to be quite defensive and it's going to be quite hard to break down. Mm. Ten men behind the ball, so... Stu? 5-1. 5-1. I'm going to go somewhere in the middle then, actually, I think. I I think they will be defensive, but I think, as Stu was saying, if we get one, we might get a few, so 3-0. Okay, I'm going to go 2-0 on sort of the same rationale. Now time for everyone's favourite feature, (laughs) and basically what we'll have spent the last hour recording waiting for is Twitter Corner. So, this week... Have you watched it yet? Which one? Yes. The James Bond episode? No. Stop getting I Bond I, wrong. I, I spent well. I watched the clips when they, were, when they were supposed to watch. A, was it America's Strongest Man? And he's getting yeah. mad and he's doing the old thing to the spy who looked me sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I still laughed at it. I you need to watch that. You need to okay. watch. You need to watch it all to understand that episode for you. Yeah. I've got. I've got it on. Um, I've got it on uh, like a USB already. Wow. It's fine. Yeah. Legal. I just literally watched. <laughs> an hour's worth of the YouTube clips and I just didn't find it funny but you're watching clips though yeah. it's in context yeah it's but like normally they're the funniest part if you watch clips of Friends yeah. you're not going to get it it's yeah a bit you watch most of Friends yeah but if you <laughs> it, like, I like Friends it's alright but in, you need the context you need to understand the characters about it all you can't just watch clips of Friends on I YouTube I sound like Steve Coogan though it doesn't matter does it <laughs> if you watch the episode and then you still don't like it we'll shut up and never mention it ever oh, again okay is it on Netflix? Is it on something like this? Am no. I going to be able to easy, easily watch it? I think it's on YouTube. I think first series of I'm Alan Partridge is. I would imagine it'll be on all... Oh, I was just going to BBC iPlay or the archives yeah. or something, but... I'll find it. We'll find a way to get Alex on it. Not this yeah. week, I'm going away yeah. this weekend, but maybe next weekend. Okay, so quick few questions from Twitter Corner. First one from Wolves Mullen News. I like that. Don't um, use the program name. Did it? Yeah. It did. Oh. It did. I've got images uh, of it out there. Yeah. Um, if you um, had to have one Mick McCarthy signing back, who would it be? Mick McCarthy. As in a signing that we got under McCarthy that you could sign now. I'd say between a toss between Jarvis or Coitley. I just think those two in that Coitley season. played at the weekend. First time I've seen him for years. Mm. I think um, a toss between those two. In their foot, they were they were unstoppable in this league. Two of the best players you'll see in this league. If we're talking about then, we're talking about. I'm, I'm guessing we're talking about in that era when if, we saw if, if, if they were was that, of that point age of when we in Fletcher. Fletcher. I'm just trying to think of what we would need now. Centre half. See, I know, I know what I say when <laughs> you say Collins. no. <laughs> Big Gary Breen. I was just thinking Gary Breen. Gary Breen would be ideal yeah. for us in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Chris Stewart, does Agent Dave live in his mum's basement? <laughs> I think he's killed his mum, and she's <laughs> in the basement. Um, 
let's see uh, from Luke Thompson. Ooh. <laughs> uh, um, his son is playing his first two matches in the Warsaw League uh, this weekend. How many goals will he score? None. He doesn't play up front, does he? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I thought he was I, a midfielder. Well, he, can, he can get goals from deep. Let's go with If he's anything like his old man, who was <laughs> prolific at Sunday League level, apparently. Have we any, anybody seen, seen his old man play, though? Are we talking off rumours? Are we talking, well, yeah, we've seen We've seen each other play. Yeah. And that's it. He's, we'll probably get, I, he'll probably get three. I've heard, I've, I've heard from other people that Yam Yam Luke used to be pretty handy. But what about Yam Yam Junior? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen his YouTube. I've, not YouTube. It, <laughs> I've seen some Instagram videos and he, he looks like he could do a job. So I'm going to say four and two. Because it's kids' level, isn't it? What, like each game will be 18, 14? Oh, yeah, of course it would. Yeah, well, yeah, Tim Spires has tweeted if all goes well. Would expect Stearman and Calvalero to be signed up tomorrow. What the fuck is going on? Oh, what the fuck? Yam Yam Junior was being signed there. He was he was shit though. That's why he's not played for Fulham. They hate him there. Even the um, there was I don't know if it was the manager or the owner. I think it might have been the owner or the owner's son. Put a tweet out about how how piss poor his signing was and that it was two million down the drain and all this stuff. Who's um who's number five? Nobody's got number five yet, have they? No, because Williamson yeah. doesn't well, exist anymore. Stearman's having that back. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, Williamson. Well, we recycle. My, my only voice stuff can start yeah. again, exactly. and that he's on one of the streaming sites. You can watch that. Yeah. You've never seen my. Which oh, I'm hoping the old version, not the Colin Farrell one. Well, or... That was, mm, it was okay. Yeah, but you, if you're gonna watch one of the Miami Vice, yeah, you can't watch the whole Miami Vice series, can no, you? No, you never seen Miami Vice. I was gonna say I didn't mention it while we we're talking about him, and we're going off subject anyway, so why not? Oh, Paul Gladden, Guy Pearce, have a guess yeah, who's, yeah. get on board with him. Yeah, well, have that's a guess who scored for the uh, for Chesterfield against Wolves? Chad Evans, Big Chad, Ebanks Blake, Ebanks Blake. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So a bit Miami, um, Big Gladden. When mm-hmm. I put that, I thought yes, memento, yes. memento. Fantastic have you, have you, film. Do you know what Memento? Of course he doesn't. Sorry. Memento is a film that starts at the end and works its way forwards. Hutchin Burn. No, it's it's. It's by the same guy who did the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception and Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's very sort of cut up in terms. Yeah, he's got like tattoos and stuff to remind himself of things. It's genuinely a brilliant film, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that one for the film fan cast, which will be online on Thursday. Um, um, Ashwood uh, asks, favourite away ends? Oh, um, it's a tricky one. I mean, in terms of atmosphere, I used to like it that old Upton Park bowling ground was always quite fun. You've got some crazy characters on, on the left. But also, if the game's boring, St James's Park's quite good, because you can just have a look at the... The city. Have a look up the bridge. I <laughs> Fulham the same, I suppose. But. I think. Um, oh, which one is it now? Brentford. I think you can create some good yeah. atmosphere in Brentford, especially yeah. in the lower tier. Not even these boring sits in the upper tier. <laughs> but like, in the lower tier. I didn't do that again. No, after last year. I, I said this. I said this last time. Last year, I, I, I spent the last fifteen minutes of that game in the in the terraces downstairs because I had enough. It was too, It was like being in a different place. Yeah. You just you're so cut off there. Um, I don't know because you said best away end, 
but that doesn't mean technically best. No. I mean, most comfortable. The, the, it's normally the, <laughs> there's the, a very broad criteria for this. The proper shit question, like Ninian Park, yeah, and the Vetch and old rubbish places like mm. that. You have norm, You normally have a better better time and a good bit of a laugh. I mean, the Liberty is superb. I love the Liberty. Mm. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah there's, there's something about that place and places. Like um, the New York and the ACL New York, because of the rake of the stand is mm. pretty steep, and you can get a de- anywhere where you can get a decent bit of noise going. Yeah. Um, but places like the Emirates are absolutely shocking. No, mm. I hate it. That, that place architecturally, it's a brilliant building and it's a great, great theatre. But as a football stadium, it's rubbish. Um, I think White Hart Lane's quite good though in that corner. Well, no, that was that was decent. That it's just a whole corner missing there. Have you watched the match of the day? They've pretty much it's just doing renovating, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because they've yeah. got a, 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 a new stadium. Oh, yeah. A vital pillar. <laughs> That's what it's actually listed. As in the, in the, if you look at the things on the um, a vi- it's a, for a vital pillar to be installed for when they uh, wrap it round. Oh. I'll I'll say um, stadium like that. That's my answer. Well, on that note, that's where we'll leave it for this week's show. We'll keep you up to date on Twitter at WWFC Fancast and on Facebook on Wolves Fancast and on Instagram as well. I think we're also on Snapchat if you're calling into that sort of thing. A, um, a shout out. He's been of asking me quite long. His name's, oh, yeah. um, I can't remember, Stefari. His, um, his, his name is called Lupu. 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 And he's from... Ferris Tafari. At Ferris Tafari. Uh, at Ferris Tafari. He sits between him and says, I, I, believe, I believe I'm the only Wolves fan in Half Moon Bay, California. Gives a, sh- a shout-out to the Barnet Wolves. OK, well... Barnet Wolves, you've had your shout-out. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Lupu has been tweeting for about two, three weeks now. But there's so stop tweeting him now. You've had your shout-out. Well, we'll, we'll do a shout-out, see if we can find any other people in uh, the Half Moon Bay part yeah, of California. Yeah. Uh, thank you once again to our sponsors Upper Creative feel free to check them out for all of your website needs um, it's goodbye from Alex goodbye it's goodbye from Rai hello it's goodbye, goodbye. from Stu <laughs> <laughs> and it's Let's goodbye it from me <laughs> uh, goodbye goodbye When you're searching for the best prices on tickets to sports, concerts, or live shows, you've got to download the GameTime app. Whether you're planning the perfect night out or looking for something fun at the last minute, GameTime has you covered. Score last-minute tickets for up to 60% off today. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code POD10 for $10 off your first purchase. That's code POD10 for $10 off. For the best ticket deals on sports, concerts, or live shows, download GameTime now. Terms apply.